0: Today's sermon is entitled, Cleansed, Healed, or Whole? How well are you? Cleansed, healed, or whole? Three options. How well are you? In other words, which category do you think you fit in? There are levels of wellness. And just because you think that you're getting better, that doesn't mean you're well. Getting better is different than being well. So today I want to change things up a bit and engage with you in what is known as a word study. By that, I mean, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about three words. So I've taken three words out of the scripture, out of the text, uh, and we're going to study them in the context of the scripture within which they sit. So we're going to continue our lessons on studying the deep internal spaces of the Christian believer and analyze how much our internal state affects our external impact on the world. Uh, By that I mean, if you're not good in here, it's hard for you to have impact out there. The fact remains that we are to be effective witnesses in the world for Jesus. But with today's evil and wickedness in the world, it's clear we aren't doing so good a job as we could we are to be making impact now I think that this has a lot to do with how people how Christians how believers see themselves and how they see God we have the notion that the entry level to God is enough many people think if I get saved that's enough I know the Lord I call on him when I get in trouble Um, I'm not always in trouble, I'm feeling better, I'm doing better, you know, and we get delusioned, we get, um, you know, lost in the fact that we're getting better, and God didn't call us to just be better, he called us to conform to the image of his son, which means we've got to get to a place where we are well, we are whole, so we are required to go deeper, and when we don't, there are consequences that come with that. God never called us to salvation to sit and rest on it. He called us to action, to engage, and to be difference makers. And we need to go deeper. I don't think, and I like this part, I don't think unhealthy people should be out there leading the charge. Amen? I don't think that, and that's why they say, even at the top in corporate world, if the executive is not in the right mind or they're not in a good state, they tell you to take a leave of absence. They tell you take some time to get well because the thought is, if you're unhealthy, you cannot lead properly. You won't have the proper impact. So I think there is a level of wellness that is required. Required for deep impact. I'm gonna say that again. There is a level of wellness. There's a place that you have to be uh, that has that is required for you to have deep impact. There is a level of wellness, of completeness, solidarity, wholeness, health about you in order for you to have impact in the world. And so it's it's foolish of me to come online and just preach to you and say, get saved, get saved, get saved, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. But I don't teach you how to grow. And I think the church lacks strong discipleship programs. I think the small groups in churches are effective because they help you break down the time. They give you that Q&A you need, that chemistry, that lab work in order to struggle with what you're trying to live. It's hard to get responses back and forth and just the regular service. But if you can go deeper, you will have greater impact. Are you tracking So in studying this, I realized there are different levels of wellness. And I want to analyze these three words, cleansed, healed, or whole, for your understanding today. These words, again, are cleansed, healed, and whole. These words come from today's passage found in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Let's read them. Uh, At this time, check out verse number 11, beginning verse number 11, (laughs) have mercy, Jesus. (laughs) Luke 17, verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, this is Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he, Jesus, entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices. They were yelling from a distance and said, Jesus, hey, master, have mercy on us. 10 lepers. Verse 14, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. First level. Verse 15 says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed second level turned back and with a loud voice glorified God 16 and fell down on his face at his feet at Jesus's feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan he was not a Jew he was not supposed to be a believer he was a Samaritan 17 says and Jesus answering said were there not 10 cleansed look at the word cleansed but where are the other nine, 18 says, there are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. In other words, there's only one that returned. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So notice, only one got whole, but the other nine got cleansed. What's the difference in that? First, I want to talk about cleansed. I want to talk about this first level. And the word for cleansed, we're going to talk about, it's actually in the Aroist passive indicative, meaning that it is an event that happened on someone. It was passive. It happened to them. So when we talk about being cleansed, it's not anything they did on their own. This is something that Jesus did for them. Also, what's interesting about this word cleansed, the Greek term for it is "katharizo." It's the term we use to get catheter from. You know what a catheter is? You they usually have them in the doctors uh, uh the hospital. And when one is not able to excrete on their own, you have to apply a catheter in order to cleanse them. So the Greek word is to cleanse them. You see, it is about being cleaned up. Okay, this Cleansing is about being cleaned up. It is to make clean. It is to cleanse. Now we know when a leper, a leper is full of boils and sores and they're full of scars and pus and it's all over their body. It is obvious. But the text says, Jesus said, they cried out, have mercy. And Jesus cleansed them. From what? From there, the leprosy, the visible leprosy was gone. So notice visible difference. There's a visible difference we're talking about here. And so you could see that it was gone. The cleansing is like when you wash utensils. It's like when you wash the fork you ate from. It is a leper who was cleansed by being cured. It's to remove by washing. Or it could refer to a moral sense that you are cleansed from immorality. So this word really focuses on the concept of cleansing. One aspect it also notes is to pronounce clean in a Levitical sense. So remember the text said, go show yourself to the priest. It said, go show yourself to the priest. Watch this now. So that the priest could see that they were clean and pronounce them clean. So put the picture back on the screen. The third part of it is sight evidence. Cleansing is about sight evidence that people should be able to see visible differences in your life. The priest would then in turn say, you are clean. In other words, I can't see, I can't see anything on you. And so it was important for the priest to pronounce them clean so that everyone would agree that they are clean, right? So that, oh, did the priest say you clean? Or, okay, how about COVID? Did you say, you got COVID? I, did the doctor say you don't have it no more? Are you just saying that? We need an official, and authority to say you're clean. So they were pronounced clean. So the first level of cleanse, of, of wellness, is that you have been declared clean. And it is obvious that you have made some personal changes in your life. And many people come to church and the priest and the preacher may announce, pronounce that you're clean, that you're not using drugs anymore. And that may be done through the pulpit or by letting you sing in the choir or by letting you serve. These are ways that we can say that you've made some visible changes. I mean, listen, this is about showing uh, visible differences. So the first level of wellness is that people can see that you've made. You used to wear a hoochie mama skirt with uh, stilettos and fishnets or whatever. It may not You know, I don't know. Uh, cleavage all out, everything, you know. But now you wear maybe a, a, a dress that's, you know, m- more uh, down to the knees or whatever. And I'm only using that. I'm not talking about types of clothes where I'm saying, whatever it is you wear, it's not provocative, it's not disturbing, it's not scantily, Um, but that you can, people can see visible changes about how you live your life, that's my point, so the first level of wellness is when people can see that you've made some visible, physical, obvious changes to be better, are you tracking, all right, so let's go to the next part of the scripture, And one of them, when he saw, verse 15, when he saw that he was healed, that's the second level. So 10 of them got cleansed. One of them saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. So the second term we want to look at is healed. This word focuses also on physical change, but it has more to do with you're not sick anymore. That when you're healed, it means the sickness is gone. And there's a level of recognition and realization that comes in this process. So when we talk about this word healed, the term is iaumai in the Greek. And it too is aorist, passive, indicative, meaning it is something that happened to someone in the past. So they were cleansed. In other words, something happened to them that cleansed them. Physical, visible changes. But then there was a level of recognizing that you were healed, that this one guy says, something happened to me. So the term healed, watch this, instead of cleansing like the catheter just takes the stuff out of you. The, the, the cleansing just takes it out of you. It doesn't mean you're cured of it. If you're, if you're not cured of it, you have to keep cleansing. You have to keep taking it out. You have to keep taking medicine. You have to keep so healed means that I feel him now. Healed means that you've been cured. It means that you're no longer going to need the, the meds. It means you're not only cleansed of it, but it's not coming back. Are you tracking? So when you are healed, it's, it's a state of mind that brings you to another level of wholeness. All right, let me take my time. You get cleansed enough to see visible changes. But when you recognize that you're healed, that is the doorway to getting actually whole. Now, many people realize that they are, that they have been healed, but they stop there. And we'll talk about that in a minute. The term heal is to cause someone, when you're, when you're healed, it, it causes someone to achieve health after being sick. Watch this now. So healing means you once were sick. So watch this now. Peep listen, people who don't think they were sick cannot cannot walk in being healed. Remember, a person who is in a 12 step program or struggling with an addiction of some sort, one of the highest points on the list is acknowledging that you have lost control that you are sick, that you've got a problem and that you've got an issue. So listen, and many times addiction people say, I've been clean for five months. I'm not impressed with you being clean. That's good. I like it. But have you been healed? Do you understand why you are clean and need to stay clean? And if they can't If they can't even admit they're an alcoholic, I guarantee you they ain't healed. I guarantee you because healing only comes after there is an understanding that something has happened to you that you couldn't do on your own. Again, the addictive person says, I can handle it. I can do it. I can control it. No, you can't. When you realize that something happens to you that is beyond your control, you take your wellness to the next level. God, I hope I'm, hope I'm communicating this. In other words, the term Iomai is a term that indicates you are healed, but not from a normal process. It is that you are healed from something supernatural. It is to renew the individual. It is a figurative extension of healing. So one of these 10 dudes, men, guys, paid enough attention to himself. Watch this now. The text said one of them saw that he was healed. One of them paid enough attention to himself and said, oh, look at me. In other words, the person, the addict who doesn't even pay attention to themselves enough to know how well they are, remember the topic of the sermon, how well are you? Do you take a regular introspective look at your level of wellness? And if you don't, it's going to affect your impact on the world. Toxic people toxic (laughs) people. I just made that up. (laughs) Toxic people make toxic people. Listen, if you aren't healthy, you carry that over into your new and old relationships. So watch this now. The one guy had visible evidence. The visible evidence, remember that's, cleansing. He saw, he said, my balls are gone. my, My stuff is gone. He realized he wasn't sick anymore. And he realized it because it wasn't a normal process. He hadn't been taking leprosy pills. He didn't have antibiotics. He said, I must be healed. Something happened because ain't nothing I did that meant no more ostracization for him, no more labeling for him. No one would call him leper. Then you know when you would walk through the city and you were a leper, they would say, unclean, unclean, back up, back up, and they would keep you ostracized from everyone else. The fact that he knew he was healed, he was stoked because he said, I'm about to be untagged. I'm about to be unplugged, Tony. I'm about to be let go to be me. Watch, So cleansing, there are a lot of people who have been cleansed. The physical evidence has changed, but they're still not them. They're still labeled and tagged. A, a drunk, a drug dealer, a liar, a cheat, you cleaned up, but you still shady, you cleaned up, but you still do stuff in the back door, you cleaned up, but you're not who God has called you to be, am I helping anybody, so this meant no more searching for a cure, he didn't have to go from doctor to doctor, or place to place looking for a healer, so this is about, this This is about not being sick anymore. So there's a level of knowing you got better, but then there's a level of knowing I ain't going back there no more. There are some stuff I used to do I ain't even worried about. I ain't going back to that. Ain't, that ain't gonna happen, boo. I'm telling you right now. Why? Because I know I've been healed. You know that song, that old song, I know I've been changed, right? You know you've been changed. You know something has happened to you. So this is about what I call, listen, this is about not being sick anymore. You're now in a place of health. But here's the caveat, Cynthia. That could change. So even on the second level, even though you're not sick anymore, you could catch COVID again. Do you get what I'm saying? So even if we're in a good place of being healed, being healed is not enough because we could catch it again. Uh, So there's a level I appreciate of being cleansed that may be temporary. Maybe it just went away for a day. And then there's a level of being healed, noticing that I'm not sick anymore, but it doesn't alleviate your problem completely. And this is about cognitive recognition. The first was sensical. The first was sensical or visual recognition. When you get clean, you sense you're clean, you visually recognize it but he realized something had occurred that put him in a different place. There was a different level of cognitive awareness. And recognition is a cognitive ability that makes it possible to recover stored information and compare it to the information being presented in front of you. Watch this now. What I'm saying is, is that when you get a cognitive recognition of something to recognize, recog, recognitive, you can recognitive. In other words, you can take what you know already You listen, the guy said, I knew I was a leper yesterday. And now I'm able to recognize, I'm able to recognize that I am not that anymore because I'm able to compare it to what I am right now. He says, I'm healed. And the reason I know I'm healed because I am not what I was yesterday. Another old quote. I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I'm called to be but every day I'm growing in God's grace. This songwriter understood, or this person understood that there are levels of wellness, that there are stages and steps within which we get better. And what I want people to do is not be so fixated on being perfect in the middle of the process. If people point out your wrongs and be able to show you what's wrong, that's part of the process. Embrace it, and you can embrace it because you know that today's wrong is not tomorrow's better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to be whole at some point. So work with me. Be patient. Will you love me with my stuff? I was watching Ready to Love last night, and one of the girls uh, told the guy she was trying to date she had Crohn's disease, and he said, uh, that's okay. We could work through that together. So in other words, just because people have problems, it doesn't mean that they're at the end of their wellness journey. I like that wellness journey. Watch this now. So, but not only did he recognize, meaning he could recall the old and compare it to the new, he also realized, look at the text, look at the board, realize, not just recognition, meaning that he could recall it, but he had a realization. And to realize something is to understand something. He was able to understand cognitively that what he had dreamed so long about was now a reality. What he was able to see is that I am healed. Remember that song we sing? I'm quoting all kinds of stuff. He says, your word says, I am healed. I am free. In other words, help me to see me how you see me. In other words, I I need a realization of my own reality. I need to know the real facts about who am I. Am I healed or am I not? Am I just cleansed or am I just walking around faking it? Yes, this just happened, and I'm aware of it. That's what the guy was saying. He's saying, this just happened. I was on my way to see the priest with my homies, and this just happened. This is a fact, and maybe the other nine didn't get all that. So this suggests that we mustn't take God's wellness for granted but we must cognitively understand our health. We must do the work to assess where are we? If you go off on somebody and they tell you they went off on you, you went off on them, analyze yourself. Did I actually do that? Stand by your actions and apologize if that's what happens. But understand again, you're not done with the wellness progress. I like that. We must be able to bridge the gap between what we were, what we dreamed, and what we actually are. I love that. We must bridge the gap. Our analysis and our introspective investigation of our own health bridges the gap. It closes the gaps between what we knew ourselves to be what we dream of ourselves to become and who we actually are right now. That is health. Understanding that if you get in a certain situation, you know your triggers. You know how long it will take for you to cuss somebody out. You know how long it will take, how many drinks it will take for you to be a stumbling, you know what, falling all over the floor. You know what it will take to be around these strong, sexy men with strong biceps and fancy cars. You know what it will take for you to be giving your... Number, number. Yeah. So once he, once he understood what happened to him, he only had one thing left to do. He knew it. He recognized it. He only had one thing left to do. So if we aren't careful, before I go to the next section, if we aren't careful, our sickness. Listen to this. T- listen, Riri. Listen to this. This is. Listen. If we aren't careful our sickness can become a state of mind in which we habituate our condition and we no longer seek help. We no longer seek hope or change. In essence, we have learned to live with the illness. Uh, uh, What's the guy who was by the pool? uh, Jesus said, do you want to be well? And he said, well, every day they come by and everybody jump in the water before I can get to it. I don't know I, but if you listen if you've been there for all these years can't you scooch yourself up scooch yourself up so by the time you know the angel coming you be first in line I don't understand that in other words some people like begging for alms some people are unhealthy and they like the help they get it gives them attention it makes them call people it's how they live their life and they base their relationships on sickness two unhealthy people all here is another quote. I got them all day. Misery loves company. Yeah, you can say it with me. And so instead of learning to live with it, we've got to learn how to move and progress in our uh, uh, wellness process. So, this seems to be the mindset of perhaps the other nine. The other nine, for whatever reason, they didn't think, hey, well, you know, what, what happened? Maybe they had sunk so low, they didn't care about the change they saw. I'm sure they saw they weren't leprous anymore. I'm sure they knew they weren't feeling the pain. Leprosy is painful, but only one out of 10 responded differently. Why? Well, let's dig deeper and find out. The text says in verse 16, the the gentleman who came back, he says, he glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So when we talk about this word whole, this word is exozo. This word is exodzo, which is two parts. It's sozo, ek meaning out of, sozo meaning salvation. So you are being saved out of something. You're being saved out of something. But this this word, remember the first two I said, remember the first two words were uh, passive, aorist passive, meaning something happened to them. But listen, this word is perfect active indicative, meaning that it is not what has happened uh, upon you, but you played a role in this one, and it is perfect, meaning that it has happened and will continue to happen. So wholeness, oh man. Cleansing can be a one-time thing and then it comes back. Um, 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 uh, uh, healing can be something that happens, it could be a one time then it comes back, but wholeness wholeness says you enter a category of health, of wellness that sustains itself. In other words, it cannot be reversed. It cannot be changed or altered. So when we go back to the screen, we're talking about salvation. We're talking about being saved. That's what, when you see Saved from hell ain't no way in hell you going back to hell can I say that again no ain't no way in hell you can go back to hell once you've been saved out of hell it's beyond the physical this is the realm of the divine this is long lasting it causes peace and calm and it's based on faith so let me break this down for you I'm already finished this is my last one we're gonna be finished early today uh so listen this is this word to be Whole means you've been saved from it. So listen, this is different from being cleansed from it. This is different from being uh, healed from it. This is being saved saved from it well when something is safe it's locked up right it's something i was watching uh uh the bella <laughs> the bella getting married i'm watching tv joy maybe watch tv i was watching the bella the two girl wrestlers twin wrestlers getting married well bro oh boy autumn couldn't find the rings when they were getting married he said he put them in the safe he put them in. The, you put stuff in the safe because it's supposed to stay there. In other words, people can't get to it. It's locked up. in other words when you're ho- when you're healthy it's when you god's got you locked up in his solution his solution is per- man woo-wee-woo. he's in other words listen this is being saved from injury or peril it is to save a suffering one one who was suffering from a disease god says i'm saving you from leprosy he says man you came back he says i'm going to put you in another category. I must save you. In other words, leprosy can't come back and say, I demand you again. That old lifestyle you used to live when you come into a place of wholeness, that old shenanigan lifestyle you used to live does not have power or authority to come back and say, live with me again. Wholeness is being saved from. are you getting this? So it is like being healthy. Um, it is being restored to health and being preserved in that health. It is to save in the technical biblical sense. It is to keep you from penalties and judgment. In other words, you cannot be condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It is to be saved from the evils which obstruct the reception of the Masonic, Messianic deliverance. In other other words, God saves you from the stuff that could destroy you. Why? Why does he do it? So you can impact the world. God didn't call you to be unhealthy and serving him. How do I know? Because Exodus 12, 13, 14, uh, around there talks about how the lamb had to be without blemish. In other words, it couldn't be sick. In other words, whatever you bring to God, don't bring to him the broken stuff. Don't bring to him the stuff you don't want. Don't bring to him the stuff that don't work. He said, Bring me the lamb that has no blemish. God, and that's why Jesus fit the requirement because he was perfect in every way. He had no flaws, faults or blemishes, and so he satisfied the requirement for our wholeness. You can't be made whole from that which is not whole. That's why I tell people all the time, toxic people can't heal other toxic people. You've got to get well enough to be able to help other people. You can't go into the world and help the people you're sick like. You've got to get better than that. And then help them. mind, Y'all don't even want to hear this term. Y'all the term, listen, the term has its root in the term for salvation, which is so-so, so uh, The term is uh, what we call in, in theologies, the study of soteriology, meaning we're studying salvation. So when we say we're saved, it carries with this the meaning that we've been saved. It means that we are being kept. It's not just that he saved us out of, but he's kept us. And with that keeping, there comes benefit to it. And so with that benefit, there's a preserving of the inner being. So God says, I saved you. And he says, I'm saving you from destruction and I'm protecting you from the danger of peril. When he says, I'm keeping you, he says, I'm sustaining the protection that i saved you from. He says, I'm sustaining that protection, not just saving you and then letting him go, but I'm saving and I'm continuing to save you. So he says, you saved yesterday. you be saved today. You're going to be saved tomorrow. When you reach home desk, listen, it's not just it's not just the fact that we're whole. It's the fact that we recognize we're whole. That's what makes it potent. And we'll get to that because when you know it's whole, that kicks in your faith. This word is not acted upon you completely. It requires your participation. And wow, yes, all these things I'm preaching about are already done to us, but we live in sickness because we have not appropriate, the wisdom and the knowledge of knowing how well we are. The knowledge of how well you are is knowledge of how much you can impact the world. That's a quotable, but I can't repeat it. So listen, this then has us in a position where we can benefit in a perpetual state of well-being. We benefit from being well perpetually. Oh, does anybody want to do that? Like the song said, listen, here's the song. You remember the song? It is well with my soul. In other words, <laughs> it is well with my soul. In other words, I the well. it's like the word is the well-being of a city. It's the well-being of a family. When people say, how are you? It is well with my family. It's all good. Assessing the wellness of your family, assessing the wellness of your marriage is critical to understanding your marriage has impact. If your marriage is not well, don't expect impact in the realm of marriage. Now, your parenting may be well, your work may be well, which means you can have impact in the world of work, but wherever you're unhealthy, check that. Never mind, y'all not getting this. Listen, the thought of something being preserved from perishing is phenomenal when you understand that, that God is keeping me from perishing. Even John 3.16 says, they that believe on the Lord shall not perish perish, but have what? Everlasting life. There it is. Salvation is that whoever believes will have wholeness. And wholeness is the concept of being given more room in your life to have peace. Oh, like this. Watch this, Shana. I'm about to break this down. In other words, wholeness is the concept of being given more room in your life to have peace. Well, uh, wellness or healthiness comes with understanding there's more space in the room uh confusion listen confusion and uncomfortableness and dis ease disease is brought about by the pressure of things on you when you're in a room me enjoy both claustrophobic when you're in a room and you feel closed up oh my god <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> anxiety but but wholeness says there's more room here in other words the walls are not caving in because life does that to you as the room closes in on you you get sicker as the job challenges you as your marriage challenges you as your finances challenge you as your family challenges as your health all of those things are walls that close in on you and you start feeling sick but each time you get out of something listen every time you get out of something is just long enough for the walls to retract again. Aren't you tired of being sick again again and again and again and again? That's just being cleansed and learning that you've been healed. But when you have been made whole, wholeness gives you more palatial room for the person to enjoy peace and less stress. So wholeness works like this. When the walls are closing in, with every contraction of the wall God says I'm gonna move this wall and give you more space every time something comes to challenge you God says I'm giving you more space over here in other words wholeness is you've got somebody fighting for you now you don't have to fight every battle hello somebody help me my dear you don't have to fight every challenge you don't have to argue with every person just let the wall back up for you because all all you need is space enough to get that peace. Oh, wusa, let me find my moment of peace. God extends space in the room. That's what wholeness is. Wholeness is where God extends space in the room of my life. And all salvation that isn't divine is considered limited. Salvation has no limits. Salvation is without walls. <laughs> but everything that is not divine Is limited. So watch this. Wholeness is the realm of understanding the power of the divine. Cleansing, you don't know it. As we see, the nine didn't get it. Healed, the nine didn't get it. But only one was able to understand and tap into the divine. And I'm telling you, that place of the divineness is where there are no limits. Because watch this. That's why when humans forgive you, watch this. When humans forgive you, and it limited mess up again won't they tell you well you know I did forget the first time because anything that's not divine is limited but when God saves you Ain't no tracking it back There is no taking back He ain't no ending give up It is eternal And it is wholeness God said I saved you with a purpose And I saved you to make you like me I saved you because I knew You had the potential of change In this case The nine found themselves Healed of a disease And nothing more And I came to say that there are plenty of Christians Who find themselves Cleansed and healed of a disease, and nothing more. You got rid of your smoking, you got rid of your cussing, but that's all you got rid of. You haven't tapped into the divine of the wholeness. And what does that mean? Even though you stop smoking, there is no guarantee that you won't start again. Do you want the life where stuff don't come back no more? Or do you want the life where you got to always tiptoe around people to wonder if they're gonna go off today? But here, this one man stood to gain so much. Why? Because of his faith. The text said, your faith, man, has made you whole. It is the life of faith that transports the individual from the physical benefits into the spiritual and the divine and you cannot walk in faith unless you realize you recognize that you've been healed and changed you've got to mentally assert hope and constant trust in God I'm telling you this ain't for the baby boomers, this ain't for the people who just sipping on bottles this is not for the faint of heart this is for those who have done the work on analyzing, yes I lie. Yes, this is when I trigger. Yes, I feel anxious. Yes, I'm selfish. Yes, I cheat. Yes, when you do the work on who you are, that's when you start experiencing the realm of faith. And you start saying, God, I'm tired of trying to fix me. I'm trusting you to make the change. And that's where God says, I got you. And so the only way you enter into that wholeness is by faith. But as we saw, this this man's faith started with this. It started with what he saw, the text that he saw. he was healed he recognized he was changed and he realized his condition was new our supernatural understanding begins with our natural understanding and i'm telling you some people trying to be so deep and that no i ain't sick i ain't sick yes you are you got the flu boo you got covid get out of my face hallelujah i'm pleading the blood i'm claiming by His stripes i'm healed no boo you got cancer no you sick Tell the truth, and there's some Christians go around claiming they I don't claim it, I don't claim you coughing all over yourself, you diarrhea and vomiting all over the place, you got issues, you are sick. Your healing starts with understanding that you got a problem. So, why are you ignoring when people say you got a problem? When people point out your problems, it helps you know you're on your way to get never mind. Y'all don't want to hear this, y'all not gonna listen listen to this tape. His turnaround was an act of faith that came out of understanding. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are you getting it? Faith comes from my natural ability to understand and tap into what's happening in my life. We know that this man displayed faith by the fact that he bowed down in worship. He shouted to the praise of God's glory, and he gave thanks. That ain't nothing but faith, baby. He turns around, said, glory, hallelujah, bow down at his feet, start giving thanks to God. (laughs) Let me just say this, this is a tough one, (laughs) but anybody who don't know how to worship, (laughs) I guarantee you they're not walking in faith. (laughs) You can tell a person's level of wellness by the level of their worship (laughs) that's all right you don't remember the woman at the well the woman at the well that jesus she was a samaritan too she was sick because jesus said where your husband at she said well i ain't got none he said you answered right because you got five of them you done been through in other words she wasn't able to worship and he said she said well you we worship on this mountain the jews worship on this mountain jesus said there's coming a time where you won't worship on this mountain but you worship god in spirit and in truth In other words, you're not well enough to worship God. And so the truth is, if I'm a pastor, I can't get mad at you for not worshiping you sick. (laughs) And you haven't given yourself to the process of wellness. You haven't allowed yourself to do the work. God, thank you. And people talk about, I don't want to go to counseling. That mean you're crazy. Girl, do you? I tell people all the time, if your insurance pay for it, go use the insurance. Let them pay for the train. Well, it's not Christian counseling. Let me tell you something you just put jesus in that sentence they said you add on the holy ghost afterwards you filter out what you need to filter and you get the counseling you need to be better people that's all right y'all don't want to. i'm talking about something turn around talking about preach to me pc preach to me he says we know that this man displayed the faith because he started worshiping and that's what faith is faith is realizing who god is when you know god you need god's help you live off god's help you can't make it without god's help you come in the building oh Oh, Lord, Jesus. you be, listen. Before church, I was crying. Before we got online, I was crying. I wouldn't even. I was in worship because I know I can't live without Him. It's the awareness of who God is, and the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Because the person who comes to Him must first believe that he is and that's what this man realized he said i know you're god because can't nobody take leprosy can't nobody have changed me but you and he turns around and says the text says you've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him hebrews 11:6. 6 if you don't seek god if you don't respect who god is you will never respect the healing he's put in place for you it is evident that the other nine didn't see it this way so nor did they experience the reward of wholeness. Only one got whole on that day, but nine couldn't recognize that it was the work of God. Some of you ought to look at your job and say that ain't nothing but God. You ought to look at the years in your marriage and say that ain't nothing but God. You ought to look at the fact that your children ain't in jail. That's nothing but God. You ought to look at the fact that when you went to get your mammogram, that ain't nothing but God. When you look at your financial situation, how you live and you look at yourself and say that ain't nothing. god that is an awareness of god's work in your life and you start living by faith for romans seventeen, seventeen says the just shall live by faith amen, amen. but they didn't believe jesus was god it's like the nation of israel the nation of israel who accepted jesus for healing and food remember all the jews ran around him got healing and wanted the food and all that But when it came to believing that Jesus was God, they crucified him. The same people who got healing said, crucify him, crucify him. That's my point. You can be healed. You can experience miracles. You can be fed by God and still not believe who he is. And you miss the wholeness of what God has come to do. And so Jesus came to save them, but they didn't enter into the rest because of disbelief. Don't let your lack of faith in who God is make you miss the saving grace of God. But the Jews didn't get it while the Samaritan outsider did. This man wasn't even supposed to be blessed like the woman who came asking Jesus to heal her daughter said, just give me your crumbs. It's amazing how non-church folk will look past the church rituals and see God for who he is better than Christians. Wholeness is more than just physical change. Wholeness is the state of mind and peace of heart that guards the life perpetually and forever. Wholeness is living saved. I am constantly pursuing wholeness. I want that wholeness because it is the space of peace and calm in God's sovereignty and lordship over my life. Peace is knowing God's got it. No matter what I think it should be, trusting God is your space of peace. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? All those issues of the blood, blood, bleeding. And the woman says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. In other words, I have so much confidence that he's God. If I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And Jesus said to her, your faith is what made you whole. Faith is the point where we recognize and realize what God has done to us by cleaning us and healing us. We move into wholeness when we understand that. And we move into faith and start worshiping and praising him for who he is. And God says, your faith will make you whole. So what does all this mean? I conclude with these words. Perhaps we seek too many short-term miracles. We live too much from day-to-day fixes. We pray fast prayers. God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. God, if you help me, I'll I'll come to church more often. We make these 10-day deals. Like the NBA players get a 10-day contract. We want answers to our problems. Lord, help me. Help me. I need an answer now. We're frustrated with life because we like short term answers instead of permanent solutions. We fight and argue temporarily because we want to get it out. I had to say it, that's what I felt. And so you fight as if that's the norm and you look to fight again because when you fight with no solution, another fight is coming. When our goal should be finding a place of peace where fights don't solicit our response. We should be able to look at fights and say, I ain't responding to you. We defeat our opposers by peace. We defeat our crushing and collapsing walls by walking to the greater space that God has made for us. You don't stand there and try to push back the wall that's pushing against you. No, you walk away from the collapsing wall and you go to where there is space. Romans tells us to overcome evil with good, not evil with evil. To live short term is to live with a circuitry of anomalies that perpetuate strife, contention and confusion. Short term life. You know what a short circuit? A short circuit is a, a short circuit is a pop it's a, something happened a short circuit, Some short circuit, it popped out real quick. And you have to go back and hit the breaker. Well, short term Christianity is those short pops, those feel good moments. Come to church, oh church was good today and then you hate people tomorrow you can't stand life you can't stand your job you can't stand yourself but wholeness is to achieve contentment at all times you know how the text says I will bless the Lord at all times that's wholeness baby and not everyone can say that we quote it we quote it but few can do it you can quote it get practice but I'm telling you 80% of us can't do it I will bless the Lord at all times that's a lie because you're not healthy enough to do it. You, you cuss out and then you say, Lord, I, I repent. I didn't make it. I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. The whole person does it right. The unique aspect of this wholeness is that it was given to a Samaritan, which is an outsider. And the point is that regular believers didn't have faith like this. And that's why I'm preaching it to you. I'm talking to BFC Church. And I'm saying, get well, children. We take God for granted and we miss the benefits of his divine deeper dimensions. If you want to be better in your body, get better in your soul. Get better in your belief system. The faith that gets you into the realm of wholeness is understanding the significance of what has happened to and for you. Do you know what God did for you, LaTanya? Do you know? (sighs) Isn't that like therapy? You get better when you understand why and what happened. Oh, well, we've done 60 sessions. Uh, and I think as your clinical psychologist that you have a better understanding of where you are and what has happened in your life. Through this therapy, you get better. And they proclaim that you are well. You're in a better place. And the doctor, the doctor declares you healthy or well-being. I don't know about you. I want to be whole, not just cleansed or healed, but I want to be whole. So as we come to the altar today, you must come asking the Lord, make me whole, but only come if you believe that he is God. I'm PC and that's all I've got.